Hello everyone from Real Life Church. I'm Dave Smith and no, I'm not a professional preacher. Uh, and despite what other people might say that I talk a lot, I am not a professional speaker either. Um, but during this series of Pastor Tim being on sabbatical and, and getting rest, um, the series is about why, and I chose to talk to you about why keep planting seeds. Um, so what I thought I would do, first of all, is introduce myself a little bit more, um, tell you a little bit about what uh, Jesus says about planting seeds, talk about some seeds that were planted in my life, and then why it became important um, to me to plant seeds and how that grew and expanded in my life and the fruit that I've witnessed in my life because of planting seeds. So let's go ahead and uh, get started with the prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to come before you and uh, on bended knee and give you praise and worship. And, and Lord, just ask for your um, wisdom to be imparted here. It's uh, not Dave speaking, Lord. It's you through Dave, through me. And Lord, so I ask that uh, uh, the words that I say are directed by you and that uh, they touch people and, and bring more into the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so here we go. I'm going to need some notes because, like I said, I'm not a professional speaker. So the first thing, uh, I guess what I should do is introduce myself and um, actually my wife, even though she's not going to be present in this video. Kelly and I um, have been at Lamb of, see, Lamb of God Real Life Church since about 2006. Um, we are elders of the church and we are here to serve God and you. So if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to reach out and touch to me. Talk, reach. If you ever need anything, don't hesitate to reach out and, and uh, contact us. Um, so in, in about 2006, it, it was a time that uh, Kelly and I were kind of looking for a church and we were looking around trying to find out where we belong and we happened to come here because of all the community outreach that uh, Real Life did even back then. Our sons participated in the youth camp and uh, we decided to check out this place called, at the time, Lamb of God Fellowship. And we came here and um, fell in love with the people. And I'll even touch a little bit more about that a little bit later on. So. So the first thing I want to get into is what Jesus says about planting seeds. So if you would open your Bibles to Luke 8, 4, and I'm just going to read it with you, okay? While a large crowd get, was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop, a hundred times more than what was sown. 
When he said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that, though seeing, they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart, so they may not believe and be saved. Those on rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with noble and good hearts who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So in this parable, in Jesus' explanation, I think and I hope that you uh, see some of that that's happened in real life and that you can use it and that you can recognize it more often and you can use it to continue planting seeds um, in your life and in, in wherever you may be. So a seed planted in my life a long time ago when I was a small boy, I might have been five or seven years old, my great-grandmother come to stay with us for a while. And while she was staying with us, I know she spoke into my brother and my sister's uh, life as well, but I, I don't remember what she said or, or what she did say to them. But she asked me, she says, do you know what your name means and and being five six seven years old i'm like no it's it's after my dad and she said well let me tell you what your name means it means beloved a man after god's own heart and and that stuck with me and i didn't even really know what it means but um if you want to know a little bit more about what that means you know you can see the psalms and David's uh, way of constantly seeking uh, God's will and, and, and seeking, even though David was a flawed man, he was one chasing after God's own heart. And you can see that clearly in the Psalms. Um, so that stuck with me over many years. Um, and then as time went by a little bit, <laughs> a little bit later, I heard the good news. And at the time, it sounded something like this. Repent and make Jesus your Lord and Savior or burn in hell. Well, (laughs) that wasn't what I was really hoping for, right? I mean, that that didn't sound all that good. It was kind of scary. Um, It was verses somewhat like Mark 16, 16. It says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And as a young boy, I didn't fully understand the meaning of what condemnation was or being condemned was and what these biblical words really stand for. So I bought fire insurance. Um, I accepted Christ in my life and and primarily (laughs) just so that I didn't go to hell, right? But I was relieved and I knew I was going to heaven. 
And I actually remember in elementary school one time we had a tornado warning and we all had to go out in the hallway and kids were up, you know, you're against the hall, against the walls and you have your head covered. And I remember there were kids that were really scared and there were kids that were crying. Um, and, and I remember finding myself amazingly calm during this. And e even though it was a scary situation, I found myself calm because I knew where I was going. If something happened, and I remember sharing that with some kids in the hallway. Now, let's fast forward to middle school, high school, and even college. I still knew where I was going. Um, I still knew I was going to heaven. And I did pray for forgiveness many times along the way, but I was still living in the fact that I'd bought fire insurance. I still had that, that same mindset. But even in that mindset, I can look back and see that I began planting seeds. Um, very much like uh, what Megan was talking a couple of weeks ago about evangelizing. Um, the church that I was attending at the time offered pies uh, as, a, as a prize if you brought someone new to church. And I think it was a youth group or an evening service or something like that. So, um, man, I made sure I brought my brother, I brought my sister, and I brought my three cousins that lived next door, right? Not only did I get some pie, but that was the time when I started to hear something a little bit different. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. And, and, and that was a little bit different than what I heard originally. Um, I think that was a much better seed to be received. Um, it was out of God's love he sent his son to us versus, hey, you better get that fire insurance and protect yourself, right? So I started to hear the real good news and I continued to drift along in life still. Um, I continued to come back to God to get me out of trouble and even ask for forgiveness when I thought I screwed up really bad. Now, that's, you know, those are pretty shallow roots, like Jesus talked about in explaining uh, the parable there, right? It's a great demonstration of, of uh, shallow roots. Um, but I, I also seen this, this um, quote from Marion Miller. And I'm going to read this quote to you and, and, and let that sink in for just a second. Whatever we see manifested in the world and in our life today began as a seed. And every seed that is planted must be received by faith. When we sow a seed, put it in God's hands, then watch God graciously and merciful, mercifully, Send the miracle that we need based on our faith. And, and, and so that's what was happening. Now, once I heard the real good news, John 3, 16, it, it became a, a, a different perspective for, for me, right? So, and then like I said, later on in life, it be, started to become more important to me to plant seeds. And, and I'm going to tell you why. So, um... The first reason, and not necessarily the, the most important, uh, I had a friend 
while I was in college and, and right after college, we'll call his name Pat. And Pat and I um, hung out together a lot and we spent a lot of time at the YMCA on Pearson Road. Um, Pat and I played volleyball there, and I don't know if you're familiar with volleyball, but it's playing volleyball in a racquetball court. And so we were in our early 20s, and these people that we played with, and they were men, um, were in their 30s at least. So we considered them older fellas then at the time. Now I consider them younger. Um, so they always kind of messed around. Pat and I were, were there to get busy and start playing this game, right? And these guys were always like, we need some girls to play. And anyways, Pat and I were there. One day we invited these two girls that were right outside to come in and play. And it was uh, a, late, a girl named Whitney and a, a girl named Kelly. And Pat and I... Um, um, ended up dating these two girls and eventually we ended up marrying these two girls. So we each got married and as time went by, we were all friends and we started going to church a little bit together. And as we went to church together, um, Pat had some things revealed to him and we would have a discussion and he said, you knew about this? And I said, well, yeah, you knew about this and didn't tell me. And he was actually at the time angered about that. Um, he was angered at the fact that I didn't share the gospel with him. And in fact, in our immaturity at the time, um, it, it severed our relationship. Um, you know, now as time's gone by, um, we're not friends really anymore, but there's been forgiveness and, and we moved on. And that was one thing to me that happened. I said, you know what? I, I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like the feeling of somebody uh, finding out the gospel, the good news, and one of their best friends didn't share it with them. So that was one big reason that moved me to that, and I began questioning myself if I was um, shameful of of what I know, shameful, and and it made made me think of Romans one sixteen, uh, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to first the Jew and also to the Greek, and of course um, I in in that point, I failed my friend. And I did say, I did come to say some point, never again. Second part of that, time went on a little bit longer and Kelly and I had uh, uh, two young boys. Um, we had children and two of my favorite people in the world. I love them both dearly. And um, I just knew that God started tugging on my heart that uh, he said, um, you know, your boys need to know me. And so I would go to Kelly and I tried planting a seed, but I didn't do it quite right. I said, hey, we need to go to church. And I'll be completely honest, even though those are the words I use, we need to go to church, what I really meant is take my boys to church. You and my boys need to go to church. 
I didn't have any intentions of going. I, I just wanted them to go. I had, I knew I had this tug on my heart to do so. And, and, and I was trying to encourage my wife and my children to go to church, but I wasn't going to go. Um, fortunately for me, they said the only way that they were going to go is if I went. And then, and then, like I said, I'll touch, I wanted to touch a little bit more. We came into the Lamb of God. We actually went to a few different places, but we came into what now is real life church. And we found an abundance of love. And we found others that were willing to share the word in love. And, and what I mean by that is that they weren't ashamed of the gospel. They weren't ashamed of the word of God. They were willing to share it and even point out to an extent where you might be messing up without condemning you, without looking down upon you, without causing you to, to feel shameful. And, and, and that's you know what 2 Timothy 3.16 talks about. It says, All scriptures breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. And that's what real life has been all about. They've been about helping people understand and grow in the Word of God. That's, that's seed that has been planted in me. And so let me go into how that expanded into my life. And so... We had opportunities to join in life groups and study groups and, and hear teachings from Pastor Tim and Pastor Bob and, and even some of the other guest speakers like you've had this, you know, over this last week or so and, and that we've had in the past. Um, we've gotten so much from all of them. And we began to see how to plant seeds and why to plant seeds. And Ephesians 5, 1, 2 says, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave up himself for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So that's what was being demonstrated for us. We see people around us imitating God, imitating Jesus. And, and, and I'm going to go on and give you another uh, 2 Timothy 4.2. Um, preach the word. Be ready in any season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. And that's another thing that's here for anybody that comes the seeds that this, this body has is, is with complete patience and teaching. The heart of a teacher, and that's especially Pastor Tim, but that's, that's filtered down through the whole body of Christ here at Real Life Church. So planting seeds became important to me through what I've lived and what I've seen, but I had no idea really what I was doing. And that's... You know, that's okay, really, in most cases. I only knew when I read Luke 10.27 that this was the way. In Luke 10.27, it says, And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind 
and your neighbor as yourself. You know, this verse 1027, I mean, this is, I think, the greatest verse that, that's out there. You know, to me, it says, Jesus is saying, look, love God with everything you got, right? And then love each other the same way. I mean, what else could be a benefit to this world than a bunch of us loving each other, but remembering that we have the scripture to go on. And yes, we're going to mess up. And sometimes we're going to choose to do the wrong thing. But if we love each other and help bring each other back into correction, back on the path that Pastor Tim talks about, you know, the shooting the arrow at a target when you're, when you're, uh, t- when he talks about his children and stuff like that, I, I think it's 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 the best way that we can continue to plant seeds into people's lives. So I began to focus daily on loving God with everything, and I got um, into figuring out how I can love my neighbor. Um, and. What I figured out is that I couldn't stop telling people about what had God done for me. Now, that's a whole nother message I can give you another day about how, how God transformed my life, especially. And I can tell you how it affected my family. Um, it, it, see, I can get this can make me emotional because not only did it affect my wife and my children, but my extended family as well and I've seen salvations and I've seen people come to God and I've seen lives change because of that so so I'm going to continue and tell you about some of the fruit and and this fruit's a a, a personal but a little bit less personal than my direct family so um, one of the people I want to share with you uh, about is a, a friend that let's call him Scott Um, He was actually a client of mine, and we golfed together quite frequently. He was a really good guy, and I didn't want to repeat what happened with Pat and I. Scott didn't have too much to say um, about the seeds that I I was planting when we were together. Once in a while, he'd ask a question or two. Now, little did I know at that time, his wife had belonged to a, a ladies' Bible study group, and she and her Bible study group and, and uh, were praying for him uh, to accept Christ. And um, she was ministering to him on a regular basis. Um, I later found out that Scott had told his wife that this Dave guy that he's hanging out with um, keeps talking to him about Jesus. And so according to the story he tells me, she began to encourage him to hang out with me more. I don't know how good that was, but (laughs) Um, so we did. And one day he asked me, so what is this getting saved thing about? And I don't know if you can see my eyes, but boy, they got wide. I got excited. I'm like, oh, it's really easy and we can do it right now if you want. He's, whoa, 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 pump the brakes, big fella. He's he's like, wait a minute. I just want to know what this is about. and so we we talked about it and we talked about it a couple of times and it wasn't too long after that maybe a few weeks a month or two um, I actually got a phone call from his wife 
and she was crying, but I could tell they were tears of joy. She said, Dave, it happened. Scott accepted Christ as his Lord and Savior. And I celebrated with her and I was able to get with him and celebrate with him. And we have a great relationship. And and the time that we get together is precious. And, and, And it's great that we get to talk to each other about things going on around us, but especially about uh, Christ. And so um, the only thing that uh, I'll, tell, I'll share with you regarding after that, I, I'll admit, I was, a, I was a little bit disappointed. Um, I was disappointed that I wasn't the guy that got to pray the prayer with this guy, right? Um, so I asked God, you know, hey, what's up with that? And in some prayers, I've asked that, and I didn't, I didn't really get anything in return to those prayers. But I didn't ask too hard because I, I was just joyful that I had another brother that was in the kingdom with me. So there's another guy that came along, and we'll call this guy John. John and I have an interesting past. Um, years after we were out of high school, we had a business relationship and discovered during that business relationship that we'd met each other in high school under a very strange situation. Um, it, it, it was an event that uh, happened in a classroom. And, and I'm talking 10 years later when we we're in a business relationship together, we recalled that situation. So we um, became a little bit, I want to say, more like friends at the time. Um, and so at the time, like I said, in the business relationship, he was a, cu- a customer of the company I worked for. And he was known throughout the industry as one of the most difficult customers around. Um, he uh, had a very foul way of expressing himself. And when he found out that you're a Christian, uh, he made it clear what a fool he thought you were, right? And so despite how unpleasant it was to be around him, most of the time, because of the love of Christ, I continued to plant seeds into John. Later on, I changed jobs, industries even, and we continued to stay in touch um, with each other. And then one day he came to me and he said, Dave, my daughter's getting married and there's no other person I want to perform the ceremony other than you, my spiritual guru. Now there's a whole story about that. I don't know. I'd never performed a wedding. I don't even know if I was, yeah, we were elders of the church then. I had to go to Pastor Tim and say, hey, here's what's going on. Can I do that? And Pastor Tim says, well, yes, you can. You know, we'll take you through training and all this stuff, and, and we'll put it together. So um, Kelly and I um, performed the premarital counseling with, with John's daughter and her fiancé, and I later on uh, performed the marriage ceremony. So that, of course, opened up the opportunity for me to even plant more seed into John's life. And I know John was having some seed 
planted in his life from some, some other directions. And then one day he called me and he says, Dave, you're not going to effing believe this. Um, and, and, and believe me, he still has a, um, a vocabulary that's not um, pleasant to me. Um, but he told me, he says, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And you want to talk about a rejoicing time. He and I cried on the phone. We praised God on the phone. We, we, we talked about, you know, where he goes from here and, and what's going to happen. And, and matter of fact, it wasn't too long after that with some follow-up calls. He says, I know Satan's attacking me. He wants me back. But he was committed to walking this out and staying true to God. And, and he even said that he knows that God would save a wretch like me. And, and he's going to stick it out even through all this attack that he was under. So he did. And he's still walking out his salvation. And we get to talk often about it. And we get to pray. But again, I wanted to pray the prayer with this guy, right? He called me and told me about him accepting Christ, but I wanted to be the guy. I'm just telling you, I did. I was getting concerned about that. I asked God, what am I doing wrong? Isn't that the purpose of planting seed? So that we get to pray the sinner's prayer with people and bring people to salvation. Isn't that the reward for the faithful servant praising Jesus? Well, in fact, I told John that I really hoped that I would be the one to pray the prayer with him. He told me, Dave, it was your consistent faithfulness and your belief that led me to this. Not only did you sow a lot of seed, but you spread some fertilizer on that seed too. And, and this is a quote from John. I've always said you're full of fertilizer. And, and that's when I started realizing that, hey, um, you know, if I'm just called to be the seed planter, if I'm just called to speak life into people and to, to share the gospel and someone else gets to pray the prayer with them, that's okay. I'm all right with that. And whatever that might be for you, whatever situation it is, maybe it's just, and again, like, uh, what's available here at the at real life maybe it's just being part of a, a a life group and inviting somebody in maybe it's just being part of the uh helping hands um uh group and and pitching in whatever it is whatever god's called you to do you can plant seeds through that and you are planting seeds through that even if you don't recognize it that's what you're doing so I'm going to kind of, I hope this all makes sense. I hope this spoke to somebody. I hope uh, uh, this helps somebody recognize what they're doing and how they maybe can take it to the next step or how they can enhance what they're doing. But it was through these interactions with on-the-fence Christians and non-believers 
that God revealed to me that I am a seed planter. And that sometimes a little fertilizer helps. And then I, I just feel like God put this in my heart. I don't know, maybe somebody else said it, but I don't recall anybody else ever saying this. And this just came out and I actually got a chance to write it down. Um, what is seed? Seed is the word of God and the ways of Jesus transmitted through his people to affect others and advance the kingdom. So maybe that's my quote. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But that is what it is. And that is what we need to continue to do is plant seed and grow the kingdom, love each other, and expand the joy of Christ through the world. I hope this helped. I hope it made sense. Like I said, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a speaker. I love you guys. I love our church. And um, God bless.